something in my head clicked. I just maybe I thought back to when I was a kid and how much I loved it. And it just about killed me. <laughs> I think it was like a mile. Diz Runs Radio, episode 518. Starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to let you know that if you're uh, kind of struggling a little bit or not sure quite what to do with your training at the start of the year or, or at any time, I mean, whenever you're listening to this episode, obviously, um, there are some coaching spots available. So uh, if you're interested in uh, maybe working with somebody to kind of help you get on track slash stay on track slash keep you moving forward towards your goals, uh, you know, in this year and uh, in any year uh, at any point. Uh, let me know. Uh, there, there are different levels available from the training plan level to the coterie to the one-to-one uh, coaching level, um, all with obviously a little bit different uh, different levels of interaction and, and things of that nature um, and at different price points as well. So uh, if you're interested, head over to disruns.com slash coaching for uh, kind of my take on coaching in general. And then there's, there's links to each of the different levels of training there. So you can get all of the details, you know, pricing information, what's included, what's not included. And you can, you can kind of help determine, uh, what you think might be best for you. And as always, if you have any questions about the different levels and what is included at each, just let me know, uh, ask, ask your questions. I'm not going to try to hard sell you. I'm just going to give you the information and allow you to, uh, make whatever choice you think might, uh, be the best one for you. Even if that is to not work with me, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Um, just whatever, whatever you need to be successful is what we're trying to do here and whether or not that includes working with me, but that is an option if it's something that you're interested in. So, uh, with that, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, I love it when uh, you all, the, the folks that listen to the show, connect me with awesome people to chat with on, on the show, and that is exactly how today's conversation was set up. Uh, my guest today is, is a world traveler, uh, adventure seeker, and, and lover of pretty much all things running from the 5K to, to the ultra distance and, and everything in between, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to digging in a little bit and, and hearing some stories that uh, he has to share today from the road and from the trail, because he runs he runs everywhere and on all surfaces. Uh, his sponsors include Love the Pain, Tailwind Nutrition, uh, CEP Sports, Hoka, and uh, Merrill, and uh, it's, it's actually just a, a pleasure, honestly a pleasure, to be able to go a few easy miles today with Mr. Ian Morgan. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Ian, and welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much for the awesome introduction, Danny, um, and thanks for having me on your show. Oh, the, uh, it's, oh, it's, I was just yeah. say, the pleasure is the pleasure is certainly mine, and, and guys, if you want to check out uh, what, what Ian's got going on, probably the, the the best place is uh, on the Instagrams. He's got a uh, always always got uh, new things posting and, and things going on. Um, and the, the handle there is just at Ian dot Morgan. So pretty simple, just his name with a, with a, with a period there in the middle. So at I A N dot M O R G A N, and we'll have that linked up and, and links to anything else that we talk about today that uh, makes sense to link to in the show notes for today's episode, uh, which you can find at disruns dot com slash five one eight. So uh, Ian, the way we always start off the show is with. Uh, it's a simple question, um, but it's not always the, the simplest question to answer. And, and with your, uh, you know, willingness and, and uh, enjoyment of, of embracing all the different distances and different types of races that, that running uh, has to, to provide, it may be a, a kind of a challenging question for you, but it's just a fun way to start the conversation. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? 
Wow. What is my favorite distance to race and why? Okay. Um, the longer the better uh, for me. Uh, I, I prefer long endurance events the challenge uh, both my body and my mind. Uh, I like to push the boundaries of, of find my breaking point, I guess. Uh, so I, I like the longer distances. Um, for the mere fact that it, 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 running through the night, running in the mountains, takes you to or takes me to a different place in regards to what I actually think is possible where my body wants to give up. It, it's actually amazing. Well, or my mind wants to give up, I should say. It's actually amazing what you can push your body through. Um, and I guess that that will be part of the, the um, what's my favorite distance and why. The why part is, is that, is I love the challenge. I love the, I think it's more the mental challenge with the longer distances. You don't run as fast and you don't um, um, have like a consistent pace, but you have uh, fatigue, um, especially the mental fatigue. I, it's, it's almost like um, you start to go a little crazy at some point. Um, and, and I like to find that space and sort of like sometimes it's, it's, it's a positive experience. Sometimes it's actually you sort of sink into a bit of a hole uh, mentally. And, you know, I, I quite like that feeling because I think that's when you sort of discover um, sort of the basic version of you, the, the, the core. The, the, yeah, I, I like to explore that side of things. And, and I think ultra running the longer distances certainly gives me that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's – uh, I've, I've quote-unquote only gone to the, uh, the 50K distance and, and um, you know, still have experienced some of that and certainly have experienced sometimes uh, some of those, those mental, mental battles and mental demons even, even at, you know, again, quote-unquote just uh, the marathon distance. But uh, how, how far have you gone in, in some of your uh, longer events that you've done? Uh, well, I, I'm not, not that far. Um, 100, just over 100K, mm-hmm. uh, 120K, but not, uh, I haven't done a 100 miler yet. Um, so, but that's, I mean, it's, it's a given. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I love, I mean, I, I find it, it's kind of like a step up. Mm. People do the marathon and they say, wow, that's like, a, I'd never believe I could run that far. Then you do a 50K and you, you sort of, have a similar feeling than you do a 70 or an 80k um and that you sort of progress and and i think it's it's finding that that's i don't think there is a ceiling i th- i think if you're wired or a certain way um I, I seem to prefer the long the the longer distances because the further i go the more i uh, enjoy it mm-hmm. i guess yeah yeah so um yeah so that's uh, for me yeah um i'm up to about 100 and what did i say 118 120k um and the next next one is the 100 milers yeah gotcha gotcha have you have you uh got any any plans in place for 100 mile yet or is that's just that's just kind of the next thing but you're just still up in the air uh, yeah, well, it's 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 kind of difficult uh, to say when it will probably be next year at some point. However, next year is filled up with so many hundred and hundred and twenty k races mm-hmm. that <laughs> to squeeze a hundred miler in, which is you know, I mean, to be honest, to to do a hundred miler justice, it, it's not like you can train for a couple of months and then go and run a hundred miler. It's it's more of a 
uh, a, a big lead in time mm-hmm. um, and and uh, um, a, a good recovery and rest period afterwards. It's just putting your body through so much. So I would say chances are will definitely be 2018. It's just about finding the one I want to do and where it fits in. But I, I'm applying for um, uh, what is it? Um, either UTMB or CCC, which is a hundred mile or hundred k. And um, I've got a couple of Western States qualifier races um, uh, under my belt, so I'll, I'll probably apply for the Western States 2019. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, getting into that's like, jeez, yeah, right. the lotteries, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say just watch this space. I'm sure I'll get invited to or find something to squeeze in um, next year for the 100 miles. Gotcha. When, when, when you're in these longer distance events, um, you know, whether it's, it's the 100K, a little bit longer than that, or even getting into, you know, thinking about a, a 100 miler, um, are, you, are you one to really like race them super hard or are you more of, uh, you know, the kind of, of ultra runner who, you know, enjoys the races and enjoys, enjoys that type of atmosphere, but still kind of, you know, goes into it to, to have fun and, and kind of cruise through the, the distance yeah. that it might be? It's a, it's a good question, Denny. Um, what I do is I pick, uh, generally working with my uh, coach, I, I pick like an A race. Mm. So it'll be the race that I want to race is the one I'm going to race because you have to put a good training block in, you know, three months, four months in beforehand, and then you need uh, a good month's recovery afterwards. Now, when you think, well, yeah, that sounds achievable, but that's like maybe five months. You've taken almost, you know, half of your year mm-hmm in for one race so what i do is i generally race one and then maybe two races a year um and then the rest are more training fun i do some filming with the gopro um i mean i can still be relatively competitive in those races it it depends on the day Mm -hmm. as well but but to i mean I'm not a young guy and I'm not a um, uh, super athlete or anything like this. So, so I tend to not push my body in every race. Uh, I, I, yeah, some are fun, but I, I think maybe one or two races a year I pick is my is, is my A races and the rest, um, yeah, for, for probably more for enjoyment and experiencing the, the uh, whole race event. Right, right. Yeah. Is, is that something that is – easy for you uh, specifically on the on the on the races that are more you know more for enjoyment the, the, the not the non-a races um i i know i know some folks i i work with a couple of them and certainly know others from from just social media interactions and things of that nature where if if they're in a race like the, they can go into the race with all the anti you know all the the, the planning of just i'm gonna cruise this is just a training run of x amount of distance with aid stations and other runners um but as soon as the gun goes off the plan goes out the window and the race is on. Um, is, <laughs> yeah. is that a, is that a challenge for you, or is that is, is it pretty easy for you to go? All right, today's the race, so I'm going. And today is you know, versus you know today is is a day where we're going to have fun and we're going to take some photos and just kind of cruise and and not yeah. get caught up in the emotion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is it is a challenge at times because sometimes I feel like particularly good mm-hmm. and I, I know my body's there and and my mind's there. However, it, it is a discipline I've had to learn because. I mean, for instance, I've just done four ultra ultra races in the space of four months. Mm-hmm. In fact, a little less than four months apart. Now, you know, it's it's 
you can't your body just can't do justice to race all of them and, and yeah it, it has been a learning curve for me i used to want to race every race mm-hmm. um I, i'm competitive in in my nature i love to to get a podium place either in my age group or in like the top 10 mm-hmm. uh top 20 of a field um of overall um so it's yeah it, it is a that's another mental challenge is sometimes you do just have to step back and and say okay it's not the plan it's not what your coach said you're going to burn your body out you then you can't do xyz that you've got planned in two three months time so it, it's, it's a learned discipline uh, mm-hmm. just like training yeah i've had to learn to step back a little bit but yeah to say it's it's easy will be a lie it, it isn't uh, the easiest to to not be competitive uh, especially in a race environment when the yeah you're there there's the energy um, uh, and, and sometimes I'm racing people that I've raced before and beaten them, and then I, <laughs> I, I you, you have to know that you're going to let them go and pass you, and you know you can take them in the race. But mm-hmm. you know, but it's part of, uh, I guess, the process for me. It's a learning curve. Yeah, and, and then also, like you said, I mean, if it, if it happens to be one of those days that you're just feeling like you're king of the world. Um, to keep things bottled, you know, keep to keep to hold back is is tough because you feel good. The race is on. It's it's, it's yeah. a tough one. And and look, to be honest, um, if that happens and I do feel good, uh, I generally I will go. Mm. It's it's crazy not to. I mean, it's uh, it's um, crazy to sort of have that energy and that fitness and then say, ah, no, I, I, you know, so uh, especially if it's a, a shorter race, like maybe it's, it's like a 30 something K or a 50 K. It, it's not quite as hard on my body. Um, if it's an 80 K, yeah, maybe not so much. Um, I wouldn't go so hard, but 50 K if you feel good. Um, and, and I'll let you in on a little secret with, in regards to that. Generally, most races after about 7K into the race, I know how my body is. I, I, it sort of it gets warm. Everything starts to flow. I pretty much can pick how the race is going to go at, after about mm-hmm. seven, seven Ks in. So about, uh, what's that, about four or five miles right. uh, into the race. So generally, that's my guideline. If I'm feeling good at around that point and, and everything wants to pick up and go, then uh, sometimes I just open the throttle and let it run. And, um, we just see what happens on the day, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, I, to just to kind of put it in perspective, cause we have a variety of different folks and from different experiences and, and race ranges that listen to the show, you know, so, so to hear somebody say here, to hear you say, you know, if it's, if it's a shorter race in the marathon distance to maybe 50 K, like I might just push it, um, might sound a little bit ridiculous, but it's, you know, you put things in perspective. If you're a half marathon runner, you know, you might sign up for a bunch of five K's and 10 K's and, and not really plan to race them all. But if you feel really good, you know, yeah. you, you can hammer it. And that just is, is a workout now that just became the, a harder workout. So the next week, maybe you skip your hard workout as a, and make it a recovery day. And, and you're right there where you were. And it's kind of the same thing translated out to the, to the longer distances. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not like, uh, uh, it's not like to say that it's, yeah, it's all relative to the race distance, and you're dead right. Um, so uh, when I say push hard for a 50K and it's not too hard, it's, it's because I've had the experience of, of going through, um, you know, 50K, so I know how it feels, where my body starts to feel it, and, and et cetera. And, and it's different with a trail racing is, is – mm-hmm. 
it could be a flat, faster course, or it could be a whole lot of mountain climbing. Um, so, so it's it's not as similar to a, a road race like a marathon, for instance, where as a general rule, if you're a three-hour marathon runner, um, you're generally going to be, depending on course and conditions, you're generally going to be sort of within 10 minutes mm-hmm. either side of that. With trail races, a 50K can be a four hours, or it can be almost double that, depending on the <laughs> right. course profile, yeah. Right, that's that's something that I've I've I, I don't know real well yet, but as I've as I've started to dip my toes into the ultra running waters a little bit, and even just the trail running in general, I mean, I feel the same way with with you know a trail you know half marathon or a trail ten uh, k as opposed to to the stuff on the roads. It's just there's so many more variables. Even if even if the the terrain isn't that much different, just just being on the trail versus the road definitely makes a difference. It, yeah, it does. It, it, uh, the the change of um, uh, like the the up, the down, the the just the effect on your ankles and your joints. Um, they're moving at different uh, uh, different um, angles all the time. Um, I'm just trying to find the right words for it. Um, yeah, it, it does. It has a different effect on your body. I mean, with a marathon, I, I can pretty much, and a half marathon on the road, um, can pretty much know roughly what i'm going to run before i run it unless of course you know something, something crazy blows out. Happens, right. yeah something crazy happens but uh um with a trial race it's it's a it's a little different i mean for instance the last three 50ks have ranged from around i don't know f- between five to well, the 50ks i've run this year i'm just thinking it ranged between just over five hours to i think almost nine hours hmm. so you know that's yeah. Although, admittedly, the nine-hour one, I, I um, rolled my ankle with mm. twenty k's to go, so so it was. Uh, <laughs> slow you down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, little slower. Yeah. <laughs> what's What's your uh, running history like, Ian? Like, how how long have you been been in the sport? Well, not that long, actually. Um, uh, probably probably about four years at the moment, um, mm. and before and before um, in my teens, uh, late uh, through my teens. To my early twenties, uh, ran uh, um, what they will call it, I guess, cross country mm-hmm. uh, in the U.S. Uh, tr- um, track in school. Uh, was on the cross country team, and then I started to run lo- uh, longer distances like halves and marathons, and was um, loved it. Absolutely loved it. I used to live near the hills in New Zealand, um, like the base of the hills. So I was always out running on the hills and doing this as a uh, teenager. Then uh, discovered uh, girls and <laughs> parties and uh, joined a band and the, sort of the running fell away. Um, and then I came back to it again um, for about four years, maybe four and a half years ago. Uh, I was overweight, stressed, uh, I was running uh, my own businesses. And um, it, it sounds a little bit cliche, but one day I was like so stressed and unhappy um, about a lot of things and I just got up out of my chair and I ran around the block I, mm. don't ask me why it's like it sounds a bit strange but it, it just something in my head clicked I just maybe I thought back to when I was a kid and how much I loved it and it just about killed me <laughs> I think it was like a mile so yeah so the running's only been going for about yeah about about that time 
about four years. Gotcha. And, and obviously, you know, progressed quite, uh, quite rapidly in, in those, in those four years from, you know, struggling to get around, around the block, struggling to do about a mile to doing some of these, these longer events and, and eyeballing something even, you know, even in the hundred mile distance, you know, coming up, uh, not too far away. Um, with, with, uh, well, when you, when you got back into it, when you, when you first got, got started again, had that, that one run, um, was it, was, even though it was a struggle, even though, like you said, it, it about killed you, was it, was it one of those things where like the light bulb went on and, been, and, and you were just like, yes, like I need this? Or was it, was it a bit of a, of a process to get back into it? Um, to be honest, it probably took about three months. Mm. Uh, um, but I, I mentally, the, the memory and the joy of it uh, are, uh, sort of like overrode the suffering. Um, the first three months was sheer hell. Uh, and, I mean, to be fair, at the time I was around uh, about 96 kilos. I'm not sure what that is in pounds. Uh, it's a, almost, it's just yeah. about 200 for Yeah, for just about two, yeah. Okokay, so just about 200 pounds. 200-pound uh, guy, uh, six, foot, six foot two, 200-pound guy. Uh, it's not a, it's, it's not the shirtless pics you see on Instagram now. That's for sure. Uh, um, however, after, I think after about three months, um, I lost a few kilos and, uh, one day I was running along by the river and all of a sudden they, uh, I think they call it a runner's high. You get like a, an adrenaline rush or endorphins or something. I felt this. And as soon as I got this, I think I ran about 15 Ks that day, I, I, um, I felt amazing. I felt like I could run forever. It, like my whole body was like flooded with uh, this feeling. And then I thought uh, it's, it's probably almost like uh, drug addiction. I, I don't know. It's like you're hooked. Um, and then I knew. I knew I wanted to get better. I wanted to keep doing this. I just um, loved it so much. And, and it took – the situation I was in at the time, it took a lot of the the, the stress related to that out of my life. It, it, it was a chance to just me breathing for one foot in front of the other. It very uh, simplified the sort of the, the complex situations that were going on at the time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that, that a lot of people can uh, relate to that, whether that was you know something that happened when they first got into running or something that, that they continue to return to running is just how, how it uh, definitely helps with the stress management and just kind of separating from life sometimes not not long term obviously but just that, that little bit to just all right catch your breath and, and then get back at whatever whatever things you have going on exactly danny yeah so uh you, you know you, you get into the sport you start you start um you know losing some weight getting getting a little bit healthier um was was it kind of like you, you mentioned earlier with the longer distances it just kind of that, that general progression was that how it worked for you of like get back into it run some some shorter things and just kind of keep keep pushing pushing the boundaries to keep going farther and farther yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, it was just um, a progression from uh, half marathons um, and then to, to marathons again. I mean, I'd already run them as a kid. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, it's just a kid as a, a teenager, uh, late early 20s. So I, I knew the distance. I knew how, you know, I think your body remembers, even though with the, the big gap in between. Um, and then I started when I was training for marathons, I would go and run like a 50 K training run. Uh, mm. I'd run further than a marathon distance, even though my, uh, coach at the time said, no, oh, you don't want to run further. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to, to know, and I, I felt good. I thought, wow, I've just run 50 K and it actually feels really good. So why don't I actually go and race 50 K instead? So 
yeah, it was a natural progression. Um, and and I think I have a personality that, uh, like we were, were saying, uh, discussing earlier, I like to push the boundaries a little. I, I like to know how far can I go. Um, uh, I'm certainly eyeing up some of the stage races uh, mm. like the Marathon Disables in the um, Moroccan through the desert uh, there. It's like, a, I, I think, uh, over several days, a, a stage race through the desert. Um, I, I like to see what I can actually, what I'm capable of. Yeah. yeah, if you're looking for those, you can come here to the States to do the uh, the Trans Rockies. I don't know all the details, but I, I know it's a seven-dayer uh, you know, across, across yeah. the Rocky Mountains is another one. Well, it's definitely on our, um, I should say, on our, our mine, our, our Franciscan mine, uh, my partner. It's definitely on our to-do list. Uh, okay. It's one we're eyeing up and trying to work into our schedule uh, probably in a year or two. Uh, we're looking at spending some We'll be spending more time in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. next year, but the following year we're planning on staying in the U.S. for a bit, probably uh, Denver, Boulder, somewhere mm -hmm. like this for a while to train and explore. Yeah, it's uh, I've I've only been fortunate to visit kind of that that area of the country for you know a couple of weeks here and there, uh, but it is yeah. it is definitely beautiful and definitely um, I wasn't much of a runner then, but uh, as as a runner I can't wait to get back to that area because it is it is a trail runner's uh, dream just to get out there yeah. and just miles and miles and miles to just go. I've heard this, yeah, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it certainly yeah. is. Um, one thing that you mentioned that I, I would love to circle back on just just for a second because it's something that that I've wrestled with for myself, wrestled with it a little bit with my clients. And that's the idea of, of running longer than the marathon distance in, in preparation for the marathon. And, um, I would just be curious to know kind of how, you know, like you said, maybe not, not your coaches, uh, what, what, what he wanted you to do, but it, it, it seemed to work. And, and that idea of, of, at least for, for me, in my mind, there's, there's a, a certain confidence factor of knowing that I've done this before. So on race day, when things start to hurt, when things maybe don't go as, as well as planned, um, hey, I've done this before. I've, I've, I've been there, done that. I know I can, can do this. Um, was that something that, that you found from, from training to, to the 50K-ish distance and then, and then you know, going back to race the, the marathons? Was that, was that a benefit for you in, in that type of uh, sense? Yeah, well, so certainly mentally um, it was interesting because I, I think the, the one I ran on training, I ran – the marathon distance, and I ran it in about three three hours twelve, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, I actually feel really good, so it didn't feel like I'd finished, so I just kept going. Um, and then, um, yeah, as things start, I started to slow back off a bit about fifth, about uh, forty eight k, mm -hmm. uh, and then I ran uh, fifty fifty one something like this. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it gave me a mental confidence to say, well, actually, I pushed. Not not hard, but I I, do, I I set my goal pace. I met my goal paces and felt good. I run a, you know three hour twelve marathon in training, and then I kept on going for another um, eight odd kilometers, eight nine kilometers. Um, mentally, it was like yeah, a real boost. Um, mm -hmm. And and since I think that year, I ran seven seven marathons, qualified for Boston with three of them, I think. Um, uh, for the Boston Marathon quali qualifiers, and um, it gave me a mental boost to say, yeah, I can actually push beyond 42k. I don't have to, and I'm not suggesting that's that works for everyone. Or mm -hmm. it's a recommended thing, um, but the, you know, um, for me, it was it was yeah, um, um, certainly changed the mental game of the marathon uh and then i knew i could actually push a little harder in those last few k's and still have something in the tank 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things. That obviously, like you said, it's, it's maybe not for everybody, but I, I noticed, I have noticed in, in myself that um, you know, as I got more comfortable running, you know, say 15, 16, 17 miles for long runs on occasion, that my half yeah. marathons really got like exactly like you're saying that that last mile that that last the last 5k whatever the case might be you know knowing that i've uh, that i have some 15 milers some 16 milers on my legs it really helps me to to bear down and really really push those last few miles yeah. for for that type of distance and um I, i'm still kind of in that that frame of of building enough base to where i can do that in marathon training on a on a semi-regular basis maybe run a 50k race here and there um as a tr- as a training run so that the marathon you know I'm, I'm, I'm a little more confident so um you know it's, it's just something that that again it's it's everybody different different strokes for different folks it works for some may not work for all but it's just it's just one di- other tool to have in, in your toolbox that that might help you um in the right situation most definitely and, and i would explore it if it's something that you that you're interested in and you've uh, toyed with the idea of doing it, try it. If it doesn't work and you blow up, um, you, you're going to learn. You know, mm-hmm. you learn from the experience. Uh, and, and you like you said, different strokes for different folks. It, it might work for you. It might not work for the next guy that comes along. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, shifting, well, actually, before before we kind of shift gears, I want, I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the cultural things and different places you've run, because I know you've been, been all over from, from New Zealand, now living in Chile, but, you know, spend some time some other places. But um, one story that, that I saw um, in, in doing a little a little Google action on you, um, and yeah. I'd love to get a little bit more details about this, is, is um, a marathon that you ran a few years ago, a couple years ago maybe, um, and ended up having to go to uh, to the hospital afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, not, not the ideal... Uh, race finish. I don't think for for any of us. You know, it's it's bad enough if you end up in the med tent. It's 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 yeah. doubly bad if you end up in the hospital. So what what happened on that day? Okay, so um, uh, that was my uh, first and only DNF. Um, they they actually pulled me from the race. Um, so uh, I started the race about uh, three miles in, five k in. I found it hard to breathe. Um, for some reason, uh, I don't quite know why, but uh, well, I do know why now. But um, um, so I thought, well, you know, it's a bad day, so just keep pushing. So I kept pushing. Then my shoulder started to hurt. Um, uh, kept pushing, kept pushing. Got harder and harder to breathe. Uh, I was running like uh, my pace was dropping, and and I continued this way. It just got harder and harder and harder until about the halfway point, so about the 13 mile. Uh, 13, 14 mile point, and uh, it was a trail marathon um, down in Queenstown. And um, yeah, I, I got to one of the um, aid stations or drink stations, water stations, and I collapsed. And uh, the I actually collapsed on top of one of the the medical girls there. She was uh, a, a small story. She was waving at me, and apparently I turned grey. Uh, my skin colour had. Uh, sort of gone a grayish color so she was waving to see if i was all right so i walked sort of ran over to her and uh collapsed on top of her <laughs> so so i'm glad someone broke my fall um not nice for her though and um yeah they checked me and said oh geez there's, there's something not right um like seriously not right with you uh so they called the ambulance which was luckily there was one just up the road uh, that was on the course attending to someone else and they came down and put some machines on me and said uh, we've got to get to you to hospital we think you're having like some kind of heart issue or heart attack well they said mm-hmm. you're having a heart attack but I, I said no, I, I don't think so I'm, I'm fine um, so I stood up again and fell over uh, and, 
Uh, so they put me in the ambulance and pulled me from the race. Uh, took me to hospital, did some tests uh, that came back not particularly good. Took me through to uh, the cardiac unit in one of the main centers about uh, two or 300 kilometers away in the ambulance. So we had a bit of a drive and found out I had uh, genetic heart disease. And they think I had a, uh, or they found um, my two left arteries have uh, blockages and issues with them. Uh, they, they said there was probably a, a blood clot, I think. I, I, sorry, I don't have the medical notes in front of me, but a uh, blood clot in one of the, I think it was the, uh, I can't remember the name, the left something artery. Mm. The, the, they call it the Widowmaker. It's the one that apparently, <laughs> that's the one that mm. gets gets you. So, um, yeah, they put me in the surgery and did some things. And um, my the rest of my heart was, was pretty good because it's a runner's mm. heart. But I guess the years of being... Uh, overweight, um, and uh, it's a family history. Both my grandparents died of heart attacks quite young. My mother and father both have heart issues. They both had pacemakers. My father's uh, passed away now, not from heart um, mm-hmm. problems, though, but they both had uh, – it's in the family, you know. Um, so uh, I was told no more running after that so i was pretty devastated at the time however um what i didn't tell anyone uh was the next weekend i went out and run a 10k race uh, the week after (laughs) surgery because i thought um one of two things would happen i'd either die or i'd do it and then i'd know that i can run again now i'm not saying don't go and do this without doctor supervision etc etc I have a, a nature that pushes me to do these things, mm-hmm. and I do continue to get checked by my doctors. Yes, everything is fine. I, I change my diet uh, as well, um, mainly plant-based now. So, uh, uh, yeah, things have improved quite a lot. Um, however, I, I monitor it. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a scary thing, and and you know, I, I I one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up, and in, in, in part, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little bit curious on on the details because some of the, yeah. the articles I found weren't weren't uh, full of the details on it. But it's also, I think it's something to to remember because kind of like you said, like no, I'm I'm a runner, like like I I'm not having these problems, and uh, it's it's just a reminder that that those types of things can happen to all of us. So you know, it, you know, whether you're at a race or whether you're not, just because you're a runner doesn't mean you're immune to, to heart issues, and just something to, exactly. to keep in the back of our minds, you know, all the time. Exactly. And then to be honest, the, the technology around heart, um, heart stuff now in regards to uh, the technology they have, uh, um, the surgeries they can perform and the, and the stuff they can do, is, it's not like it was 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I mean, it, it's incredible what they can do now. So, uh, but, but each person is different. Once again, I get people messaging me with, with all kinds of heart issues. And and I can't answer it because right. for me it's it's you know uh, it's fine for other people maybe not um, I, I don't know you know mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah no it's 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 definitely a layered thing and 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 again as as we said a few times on a few different topics everybody's you know t- everybody's different and, and each situation is different um, when you, when you went back to run that ten k the next week I, that was going to be kind of a question I asked was how long it took you to get back for running obviously not very <laughs> yeah. long was was there yeah. was there much trepidation on your part I mean you know it's one thing to say a couple of years later obviously knowing that 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 things are well now and that you're monitoring but yeah but for for the most part the health is good it's it's one thing to to kind of 
say almost offhanded, like, yeah, I was either going to die or I was going to be able to run. But <laughs> yeah. in, in the moment, was it, was it a pretty nerve wracking thing or, 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 you know, how, how did yeah. you handle it? Yeah, it was because uh, the mere fact that I didn't tell anyone, uh, I, I just um, said I was going out for to get something at the supermarket or something like this to um, uh, to my well, to ex-wife, but mm-hmm. uh, my my partner at the time, and I didn't like that because I didn't because I knew if I said I'm just going to go and run a 10k, I, there was no way that would have happened. <laughs> right. um, so I, you know, I'm not promoting lying to your partner or anything like this, but I I think. I had to do it for myself. Mm. And yeah, I was scared because I was scared of like, if I drop dead, then it's like not so much for me, but for everyone else that's like, what, you know, why did he go and do this? Why? Mm. And my kids and, and et cetera, it would be hard for, but in saying that it was something I, I really had to know for myself. It sounds quite irresponsible. And, and that's why I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or it's, uh, but it's, for me, I had to know. Uh, I have a, a personality uh, that I, if someone says, well, that's the end of running. Well, if it's the end of running, I needed to know if it was. Mm-hmm. I think mentally more than anything. Um, and it was 10K. So, I mean, to be honest, so soon after the surgery was not a good idea because it was quite painful. Um, so if I was uh, going to do it, I probably should have left about a month. But um <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit crazy as well. So, um, I had to go and find out for myself. Uh, and I did. And, and to be honest, when, when I had the heart thing and I collapsed and all that, I, I the, when, and then they told me about the heart thing, when they were taking me in the ambulance, I, I didn't feel scared of dying, you know? Uh, so I, I, did, I thought, well, dying's not, not so bad. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, you know, right. um, haven't been not, there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I sort of passed out, and I was gone for a few minutes. And I thought, well, that didn't seem so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's experience might be different, but uh, so I thought, well, I'll run ten k. We'll see what happens. So, gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah. well, I'll, I'll say, you know, glad glad that that, that didn't happen. Glad that uh, obviously <laughs> it, it went well, and, and uh, you know, it continues to to be something that, that again, we we all need to be kind of aware of these things and and, and monitor a little bit. Um, but definitely, you know, you, you have to do what, what works for you. And, and almost like you said, I, I, I kind of get the, get the impression just from, from talking to you just for these few minutes so far today that, uh, you know, if, if you had waited for the month, which was probably would have been a, a better choice, um, all things yeah. considered, but, you know, but, but with how d- distraught it sounds like you were and how, how upset that, oh my God, I can't run anymore. Like waiting a month might've been a, a might've caused some problems as well. Maybe mentally things like that, or, or just, just the psychology of de- depression of like, Oh my God, I can't run anymore. Like, like that would have been, yeah. been tough too. So again, every situation is different and, and you know, there's, there's not necessarily a right or wrong. There's definitely not a right or wrong across the board, but uh, you know, th- there's, there's always the options. One, one, you know, there's no, never a perfect choice. There's just, there's just the choice you make. There's just the choice to make. Yeah. And I would certainly advise, I wouldn't tell anyone else to do that, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, just make that quite clear. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Because it is, is quite irresponsible. So just uh, if anyone else is out there and there's something similar, please don't follow what someone else does. Do what's right for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Um, and I think that's a, a good place to, to kind of shift gears just a little bit. Like I said, I'd love to talk a little yep. bit about, about some of the, the different places you've run, different places that you've lived, um, and, and especially as, as the running culture in, in some of the different places around the world, um, what your experience has been. Because 
um, you know, speaking for myself, um, I'm, I'm that guy that has a passport and actually is, it needs to renew his passport. It still has zero stamps in it. Um, okay. I, I would I would love to get outside of of my, you know. The, the the places here in the states that I've that I've run and traveled to and I've, I've I've traveled a little bit around the country but not outside of of the country. Um, what has you know so so basically I guess what I'm saying is you know I know what running is like in America. I know that that different places you know like like we talked about Boulder, Colorado area. There's there's a little bit more of a trail culture, but but it's basically the same throughout throughout the United States for the for, you know, for the most part. But other parts of the world, I have no idea. So what what are some of the different places that you've been like? Is running fairly universal? The running culture, the running community, or is it is it really you know? different based on the different parts of the world yeah i mean uh, from my limited experience it, it's uh, it's pretty much the same everywhere people mm. who love to run have a, a similar uh a similar vibe a similar uh a passion for the sport uh, so i i think uh by our language and cultural differences running is is almost a great equalizer and I think you, you'd see it in the U.S. if you go to a, a marathon or a race and there's people from different countries. Once you're on the course, you, you're all the same. You know, it's, it's like um, you're equals. It's, it's the great equalizer, I guess. It's, it's whether you're a, a lawyer from uh, Europe or um, uh, someone who works um, in like a farm from Africa. Once you're on the course, you're, you're all the same. You're all, you know. Uh, so, yeah. I haven't experienced uh, any major cultural differences in the sense that, that people who are happy running love to run. Um, certainly, there's a difference in the way races are structured and organized to an extent, but not so differently. Yeah, I mean, for instance, I've just run 100K down in the south of Chile around a volcano. Uh, three weeks before that, I was in San Francisco running the, the North Face race. Um, pretty much a, a similar vibe you know everyone's excited there's food stalls um at the start or the finish uh i should say the finish um yeah so it's, it's not so different yeah gotcha gotcha it's it's just always always interesting and and uh you know it's it's it, I'm, I'm kind of glad to hear that though that that uh you know, is is it's it's so easy, especially sometimes here in, in the states with some of the, the polarizing issues, political and, and otherwise that we have. Um, it's it's nice to to get that reminder that, and and I I've experienced too at, at races here in the states where like you know we might be people that disagree with a lot of other things, but we get on the race course like you said, everything's everything's equal. We're all just out there doing our best and pushing ourselves, and, and I'm glad to know that that uh, from your experience at least extends extends beyond just the the local, but to, to the to the worldwide crowd as well. Most definitely, yeah. And I've certainly found in the trail community, it, it's uh, even more like a, a uh, more so than the road, a, a community of like-minded people because I think there's a passion for the outdoors. Mm. Um, and I think that transfers across uh, borders, boundaries, and political beliefs and whatever you want is uh, a passion and love for being outside and, and being in the mountains or the, the forests is – I think something we can all relate to, um, no matter where we're from in the world. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly agree. Um, as as we're starting to get uh, get to that point of of wrapping things up, Ian, one other thing that I would I would love to to at least touch on, um, and, and I noticed that as we're recording this, uh, your posts the last couple of days, or, or at least you know today and and, and yesterday on, on Instagram <laughs> have have been referencing something that. Uh, Almost sounds movie like. Um, and, yeah, and, and yeah. I don't have the post right in front of me, but if, if memory serves, it was it was one of those things like um, you know the the checklist, the, the things to do. Uh, go go fall in love with an Italian girl running in Italy. 
um, you know, and then uh, I know I'm missing one, but like moved moved to Chile together and 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 kind of live happily ever after and and, and things of that nature. So um, I, I know I'm butchering that, but that was that was kind of the the, the vibe of of the post. So yeah, um, there there was you know again I don't know all the details, but it's 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 a, it's a great story of of um, meeting and, and falling in love with 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 a lady that's that's a fellow runner and 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 moving moving to a different part of the world together. What what uh, you know with, with your partner now? Um, how did how did that all come about? Okay. Um, well, actually, it was Instagram. Uh, thank you, Instagram. Uh, where it started, uh, we started chatting a year ago um, uh, on Instagram. So it's not our anniversary of when we first um, became more than friends. Mm. It's our, our Instagram anniversary. So um, uh, Francesca is, is actually she's uh, Chilean, a Chilena. Uh, she's part um, Italian and Spanish as well. Okay. And she sent me a message on Instagram um, asking um, about an injury she was suffering from at the time. Um, and the reason we connected is. At the time, she was sponsored by uh, Hoka, Hoka Chile. Uh, I was working with Hoka New Zealand and Hoka, well, still am, uh, Hoka US um, uh, in the product testing division. And um, one of our friends was following me on Instagram in Chile, and he said, hey, check this guy out. He runs in these shoes. Maybe he knows about your injury or et cetera. So I got this message one um, afternoon or evening, and we just started chatting. Uh, we talked a little about the injury. Uh, then she started talking about r- running in Chile, um, races she'd done. And um, it just, I don't know, it was just a connection um, as friends. And we were friends for a, we chatted for a while. But what started to happen was first thing in the morning when we woke up, and it was different time zones. Uh, we would start chatting, and then last thing at night, we would start chatting, and then it became every day, and it was like, you know, um, it was quite funny because I was um, separated uh, to be divorced at the time, and uh, I think I was out on a date once with someone else, uh, just because we were friends, and I started chatting to a friend on the phone while I was with this this, <laughs> this date, and. <laughs> And I thought, yeah, like I'm more interested in, and no offense to the other woman, by the way. Um, uh, um, uh, she was a wonderful person, but uh, I was more interested in chatting with her than I was on being, you know, mm-hmm. with anyone else. So it, it just grew from there. And uh, then we started chatting so much that, it, um, I don't know, it just changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then. What happened, yeah, the movie side of things was both of us being probably, we're both a little crazy, both a little <laughs> extreme. Um, I mean, we're, we're older, we've both got grown-up kids, we're both divorced. Um, um, so we, we sort of were getting to the point of our lives with, you know, the kids are uh, going and doing their own thing. And um, we were thinking, well, I was thinking of traveling the world and running. She was thinking the same thing. And somehow we sort of bumped together on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we became friends there, et cetera. And then she had a holiday in, in Italy booked already before she met me. Um, and she was going to go and travel around Italy and think about moving there in a year or two to do some running. Um, but she said, it doesn't seem much point in going to Italy now on my holiday because I'm chatting with you all day and night. And I, I really 
want to see if is it just an online thing or mm -hmm. so she said do you want to come to Italy and I said yeah okay so <laughs> as you do um, I should probably explain um, very quickly after the heart thing my life changed I, I it simplified mm -hmm. uh, it came down to living each day mm -hmm. and enjoying each day for what it was so when someone says hey do you want to do this I say yeah why not um, and do it uh, you can find a million reasons not to, but there's one reason to do it, and the reason is one day you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, you're going to die. It's going to be over. So why not do it? Um, you know, people say there's not enough time, not enough money. I've got this, that, and the other. Yeah, these things are all reasons to not do something, but I think I tend to focus on the reason I want to do something or why I should do it. And the reason is I'm one day I can't do it. I'll mm -hmm. be dead. So, so. I flew to Italy and uh, got off at Milan Airport, um, went through the gates, we saw each other, dropped all my bags, ran together, hugged, kissed. Uh, in fact, the security guys came and moved us because we were <laughs> blocking all the international passengers coming through the, through the gates uh, into, the, uh, um, into the arrivals lounge. So, and from that moment, bang. It, it, we uh, I, we stayed in Italy for uh, together for uh, I think a couple of weeks. I had to fly back to New Zealand, but then I flew back to Chile about a week later. I mm -hmm. uh, saw her for a bit, flew back to New Zealand again, and um, I had to go to I think Australia too and some other places. And then we were still chatting all the time, and it just it just made uh, no it made no sense to be apart anymore. Mm -hmm. And despite it hasn't been easy in a lot of ways. I've had to leave my um, uh, my well, some of my kids are overseas, but my my definitely my younger the the teens anyway, mm -hmm. the later teens. Uh, leaving them in New Zealand hasn't been easy. Although I do go back uh, to visit them, um, obviously because I travel so much. Um, leaving a culture I know behind for one that's completely different. And by the way, I'm, I'm I don't speak much Spanish. <laughs> so I'm um, just starting lessons. So yeah, it, it, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, and I'm actually writing, I've written a lot of it down as I've gone and experience of this year. So probably there's a book in it or an ebook or something. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. So that's basically it in a nutshell. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great story. And I loved how you put that, that little bit yeah. about, um, you know, why not? I've I've heard it said before um, on on other on other podcasts that, that aren't necessarily related to running, but I think that the same lesson applies is that you know just just say yes and figure it out. Like if if you stop and, and yeah. say and say well I don't know because of, of X Y and Z, like y y you're going to miss the opportunity. But but say yes, it, see exactly. what happens. And if it doesn't work, like you're no you're no worse for the wear, really. Exactly, and it's about the experience. Uh, I've said yes to a lot of things. I try lots of different things, and it, it, it sometimes it, it's more incredible than you can imagine. Other times, it, it doesn't work. But I think if it doesn't work, to say, well, that didn't work, so I'm never going to take a chance of saying yes or trying something again. It, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's, it's a learning experience, and I think you have to learn from it and look at the things you can get out of it and then move forward. And I'm not saying just do things blindly and stupidly and, and – go crazy and say obviously this isn't a hollywood movie it's not jim carrey <laughs> saying you know uh whatever yeah uh, what's that movie yes man mm -hmm. uh you know yeah it's uh, however it's about yeah it's about actually starting at the 
the end of the journey and, and saying, yes, I want to be here. And then, yeah, you're right. The, the, the bits in the middle tend to do fill themselves in when you have a goal to focus on, when you've said yes. Um, and I think that's life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's a, a great place to, to, to put a bow on this thing. Usually I would ask something of a, of a philosophical question at the end, but I think that was the best philosophical answer to an unasked philosophical question that I, that I could ever <laughs> ask. So um, we'll, we'll put a bow on it right there. And, and uh, um, just just a, a reminder, you know, keep for everybody, for, for myself and, and everybody listening, you know, just just try stuff. You, you never know. You try that, that first half marathon or the first ultra or whatever it might be. And, uh, and who knows if you don't like it, no big deal, but at least you tried it and you know, and, and you can go from there. So most definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, guys, if you want to connect with Ian and, and follow along with, with, uh, what he's got going on and, and the adventures that, uh, I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion aren't, aren't about to slow down anytime to anytime soon. <laughs> um, on the Instagram at Ian.Morgan is the, the place to find him. And, and we'll link up to, to, uh, some of the, 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 uh, well, obviously we'll link up to that and anything else, you know, so maybe some of the posts and things like that. So you can reference back and, and see some of the, the different photos and places that he's been um in the show notes for today's episode disruns.com slash 518 um and uh and like i said i think that's a great place to end on so so ian thank you so much for taking the time today um obviously wish you nothing but the best going forward with with, with the running and all the all the big plans for 2018 and beyond um and and if if paths ever collide i'd love to have a chance to, to share a few miles with you at some point down the road as well but uh, thanks for the time today and, and all the best going forward most definitely thanks so much danny and thanks to all you guys out there for listening all right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Ian and myself. And as always, I would be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was what was your big takeaway from the things that we talked about today? Uh, there are several things that we talked about that uh, could have could have made the mark for me for the uh, the takeaway, but I'm actually going to go with something that was very early in the conversation when we were talking about Ian's racing schedule and how he, he only picks maybe one or two real A races per year. And, you know, he'll run dozens of races, um, some real easy, some push a little bit, but it, it really, there's only one or two races that he really, really focuses on and really, really, you know, really, really pushes for everything on those days. And uh, I, I just think that's a, a good reminder for, for a lot of folks, um, for, for myself sometimes and, and for others as well, that uh, you know we, we can't plan to race hard all of the time. Now, if we're running lots of shorter distance stuff, then maybe we can get away with it a little bit more because it's not quite the physical toll. But for those of us that, that run you know, several half marathons or marathons or ultras or, or any combination of, of kind of longer distancey type of, of races. And again, long is all relative is if you're new to the sport, that might be, that might even very easily could, uh, contain five K's and 10 K's as well. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're running and racing hard all of the time, or every race is, is a hard race, um, that, that can really burn you out, wear you down, break you down. Um, unless you, of course, you're only running one or two races a year, then you can probably get away with it. But, you know, for those of us that are a little bit more competitive, self-competitive or, or, you know, competing to, to place in, in place in the age group, place overall, whatever, um, you really got to pick your spots. And, um, it was just, it was just a good reminder. I, I've known too many folks, both that I've worked with and that, uh, you know, I've just interacted with on social media that have gotten themselves into trouble by always racing hard and, you know, having race after race after race. And it's just hard to improve like that. So if you're the type of person that likes to chase the medals, which is fine. If you just enjoy the camaraderie and the feeling of being at a race, as opposed to doing, you know, a, a, a long run by yourself, that's fine too. As long as you can dial it back, as long as you can really 
listen to what your body's saying that day. Not push too hard because it's not one of your big races for the year. It's not an A race. It's just something where you're out there. Hey, you're out there to have fun. Enjoy yourself. Dial it back. Keep it easy. If you're feeling really good, push it a little bit, but but it's not hard race day effort. And uh, just something to keep in mind as, as the year starts to unfold, you start to find yourself in some different races and things like that, whether it's local races, destination races, whatever it is, um, one or two really good, you know, goal races for the year that, that your training and your schedule is really based around and everything else that, that you find on your schedule kind of ends up being not filler, but you know, those are lesser of a priority. So you're going to, you're going to make sure to, to err on the side of going just a little bit easy, maybe to avoid breaking down, avoid the extra wear and tear that could result in some injuries and missing the races that you really do want to race hard. So that's, that's my thought. That's my take on it. My takeaway for today. Uh, we'd love to hear yours. As always, you can let me know on the Twitter at DizRuns. You can let me know via email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And you can always, always, always head to the show notes, DizRuns.com slash 518 and leave a comment there. Uh, and that way others can see what you had to say and, and what your takeaway was as well. Uh, so with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and start to pull this this ship into the harbor. Um, DizRuns.com slash coaching if you're, if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about what the coaching options are. And uh, again, you can always let me know what questions you might have and... and uh, let me know, uh, you know, what, what you're unsure about. I'll, I'll give you the details, give you the scoop and allow you to, uh, you know, then just step back and allow you to make the decision, uh, for what, you know, what, if any option is the right one for you, but, uh, that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to Ian and, uh, who knows, he might, uh, he might be back again at some point down the line, but, uh, until next time, please be well, please take care. Have a, have a great day and, uh, thanks for listening. Take care guys.